Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist for medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist and from other caregivers like yourself. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Finding a Foothold. This is episode 14, and I am so glad that you're here with me again this week. Last week, we did things a little different. I had a caregiver feature show where I highlighted Anita and her struggles in caring for her husband who had a stroke. And that was a definite life changer for her and her husband. And Anita reached out and she sought help and began to make some changes in how she was doing things and caring for him and how she's now moving away from being so frustrated and depressed. She was able to change some of the ways that she was doing things and things are starting to get a little bit easy for her. And I'm so happy that she reached out. She's thinking of taking my recommendation that you reach out for a support group or some individual counseling or coaching and for some counseling for her husband as they are coming to grips with this new reality that he has what is potentially some permanent paralysis but for sure some things that have definitely changed your life for the moment and just so you'll know Anita is not her real name but I've chose well to comply with HIPAA guidelines but I just wanted to give you an open door just a peek into the door of Anita's life and her struggles and how she is now beginning to embrace her new norm. And I'm hoping that her story will just inspire you to continue to reach out, to just call into our call-in line is, is a big step. And yes, we will continue to have the call-in line, the call-in segments of the show. But as I'm beginning to develop the show and really just trying to see how to format things, I am definitely looking at alternating the shows between a caregiver-focused show and then the next show being a segment where I get to answer the calls that have come into the call-in line. So that's the plan today, but you know, it's your comments and it's your suggestions and it's your feedback that is going to help me further develop this community. I am also going to begin to really share more of my personal story of caregiving for my mom. You know, one thing I have learned in doing this podcast this short period is I've got some stuff that is coming to surface that I have really forgotten about. Some emotions that I've had and some feelings that I had when I was caring for my mom. And they are, look, they, they mirror some of the same feelings that you all are having. So I am really seeing a connection there with this community and saying, I have been there. I have felt those feelings and really trying to process why I was feeling that. 
And also, surprisingly, having some feelings in me, inside of me that I have not totally processed. Some feelings, some disappointments, just some things in my heart that have been hidden deep down there that I didn't even really know that they were still issues until I started to write blogs, talk about caregiving on the podcast, listen to you all who've called in, that I'm saying on some level, I'm dealing with some of the same things that they're dealing with. And now they're coming to light and I want to just finish processing them through. And part of the processing them through is talking about them. And bringing them to surface and just really dealing with some things that I I just have hidden down in my heart that I I really didn't know even till until recently that I even had them there. So it's a good but a scary place to be. But my desire is to share my heart with you. And if you can identify with some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you and how I've dealt with them, then I, I want to at least be able to use my story to help you all as well. So that's it for that. And I appreciate again, you tuning into this episode and we're going to move right into the calls and let's see if we can help some of our callers. And our first caller is Kathy. Kathy is calling in and this is her question. Hi, I'm Kathy and I'm currently caring for my sister. My sister had a shoulder surgery and I've been here with her a couple of weeks, but it's time for me to go home. But I'm afraid that she may not be ready for me to leave, but I really need to go. How do I know that she's going to be safe if I leave to go back home? Okay, Kathy, thank you for calling and thank you for putting home on hold and you're there to care for your sister who had a shoulder surgery. I appreciate you and I appreciate the sacrifice that you've given to your sister. Okay, but Kathy, you're saying it's time to go home, but you don't know if it's safe to leave your sister. There's only one way to really tell and that is while you are there that you observe her her, you observe what she's able to do, and that you're standing right there beside her while she is doing everything. And that is from the time her eyes open. Is she able to get out of bed? Is she able to get her clothes together, put her clothes on? Can she make it to the bathroom, on and off the toilet, looking at her doing grooming tasks at the sink, looking at her balance? How is she able to get in and out of a chair? How is she able to heat up food that you maybe can prepare for her to just put in the microwave? Just the basic things of life, the things that she needs to be able to do can she do them and is she safe to do them without falling and the only way you can know with some degree of certainty is that she has to do them while you are there watching her you can't continue to do everything for her and then you're wondering how she's doing and if she's she'll be able to do those things when you leave Well, you can eliminate that wondering if she'd be able to do them by just allowing her to do them. So that's the thing that you need to do, Kathy. But another thing I want you to do right now is just to really, really have that conversation with her right now, like today. Let her know what your plans are and what day do you anticipate leaving and what your concerns are. And 
if you are concerned that she cannot do those things by herself, then you need to look at other arrangements for her having assistance. And that would be from other family members, other siblings, check with her church and see if there's somebody who can come over and help her. Does she have children? Do they live nearby? Are they able to maybe hire someone to be with her during the day and her children can take turns being with her at night? Those are things that can be done to fill in the gap so that she's not there by herself. But speaking of a shoulder surgery, they, they are very painful that there is oftentimes a shoulder immobilizer that needs to be worn to protect the shoulder. So just want to make sure she can take that immobilizer on and off. And then you want to look at her the effects of her balance and all. And she's had a pain pill to uh, deal with the pain of the shoulder surgery. So those are things that you have to factor into the equation. And you all make the determination between you all about what needs to be done. But Kathy, all you can do is all you can do. Then if you need to go home, then there just needs to be other arrangements that can be made for her to have the care that she needs. So definitely reach out, have that conversation really early. Don't spring it upon her. And just making sure you're going to set up the environment that's going to allow her to be safe while she is in the recovery phase of the shoulder healing. So thank you for the call, Kathy, and I hope you have a safe trip back home. And thank you again for taking care of your sister. And our next call is from Shirley. Shirley is calling in from Texas. Hi, Shirley. Thanks for calling in. I hope you're doing well in Texas, and I hope you are getting some relief from all of the heat. I hope you're staying safe. And this is Shirley's concern. My husband had a stroke. It really didn't affect him too much. He can still almost do everything that he did before. He just has a little weakness on his left side, and he is right-handed, so it hasn't affected him much. But the major problem has been his vision and his ability to read. He's having a hard time figuring out the words on the page, and he doesn't see things on the left side of his body like he used to. And my concern is that he has recently been asking to start drive again, and I am very concerned that he may have a wreck because of his vision. Are there any suggestions for me in knowing when is it safe for him to drive again? Okay, Shirley, thank you for the call. The problems that you're identifying with your husband's deficits after a stroke are very common, and to have like a a left side visual change, I mean, it happens all the time. It's just depends on where in the brain that the stroke occurred. It determines what deficits that are going to be present. And apparently your husband's stroke affected some of the vision centers in his brain. And so you will have changes in vision and perception and just some processing things as well. And so those Things all together makes it a little tricky and very unsafe to be driving after a stroke. So two things I want to encourage you to do. Number one, uh, take him to your doctor or call the doctor or get him in, getting him into the doctor. We'll give the doctor a, a chance to do like a quick assessment, but they also have driving assessments that occupational therapists do. There are car simulation driving where there's an actual car in a specialty clinic where 
they are simulating on-road driving and they'll be looking at their vision. They'll be looking at their reflex timing. They'll be looking at just processing and problem solving and it will give a great picture of what actually takes place in the car when he's on the real road. So I want to encourage you to somehow talk to your doctor and see about getting them into the doctor and then him being referred to having a driving assessment done. Really a look at those deficits a lot closer is to really get them into therapy. Two types of therapy comes to mind is really the occupational therapist. They can work on a lot of things that can help prepare him to start driving, to regain his ability to drive. And the second thing is a speech therapist. The speech therapist looks at a lot of the perceptual, cognitive, problem solving, memory, concentration, those type of things that are important behind the wheel of a car. Okay, thanks for the call and take care and thanks for being concerned about your husband. Have a good day. And our last call is from Jerry. Jerry is calling in. Jerry says, my mom has fallen three times in the last two weeks. She lives alone and she's unable to tell us how the falls are happening. She has a call alert necklace that she uses to call and my husband and I come over and pick her up off of the floor. She hasn't hurt herself, but I am thinking it's just a matter of time before she has a broken bone. What can we do to keep her from having another fall and how do we know what is causing the fall? Okay, Jerry, thank you for the call and thanks for looking out for mom. Falls are serious. So she's had three in two weeks. So that's that's pretty significant. And I am so glad that she has not broken a bone, that there are no fractures. So first of all, she needs to go to the doctor and see if they can determine what could be the cause of the falls. You, The things that the doctor will probably take a look at is her blood pressure, just having blood work in general. Blood work in general will identify some problems with anemia, just some things There's a ton of things that can be revealed. So those are the things I would consider. Another thing is just looking at appropriate footwear. Is she wearing the proper shoes? Is she trying, is she walking around with just regular socks on and she's slipping? Are there tripping concerns? Is she tripping over stuff left in the floor? All of those are things that you want to factor into the equation. One other thing you want to take note of is where are the falls occurring? Are they in a certain location of the house? You want to look at the lighting. Another biggie is her balance. Is there some type of balance problem? Is she using a walker? Does she Is she using a cane? Do you feel like she could benefit from learning to use one of those things, the cane or the walker? If so, then you getting her into a therapy evaluation, a physical therapy would be really good for her to have. So uh, those give you, so those are a lot of options to consider. Um, I'm glad she does have the call necklace, but that's sort of, you know, after the fact. The call, the fall has already occurred. So look, I really appreciate you calling in. I I hope your mom stays safe, no broken bones, and you know, you you may be getting to the point where she may even need a sitter, somebody in there that can be with her, that can help with tasks. And so that should do it. Have a good day. Thanks for taking care of mom. Well, that concludes our podcast this week. Thank you for joining in. 
and we'll be meeting back here again on next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Finding the Foothold podcast. I hope you found information helpful for your situation and you're beginning to envision yourself as a successful caregiver. Remember, you cannot do this alone. So if you have a question to ask or a word of encouragement for another caregiver, I encourage you to call in by visiting the findingafoothold.com website and using the call-in button. You can find this podcast on our website and on all the major podcast streaming sites. We also ask that you share our podcast with others who are also navigating this challenging caregiving journey. Join us again next time. Finding a Foothold Care is about how you give care.